Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. Once again, I am your co-host, Dallas Montague, and here in the studio today, we have another amazing guest, Michael Gordon. And Michael, it's so great to have you here today. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, Dallas, and thank you for having me on the show and for your uh, kind words there. And uh, All honor and glory to our Lord. Yes. Amen to that. I agree. And you're calling from from Kansas City, Missouri, God's country, the home of the Royals, the home of the Chiefs, and my home. The World Championship. That's right. Come on. (laughs) How perfect. So it's it's great to have you here today, Michael. And you are a Christian author. You write um, nonfiction Christian books and thriller fiction. That's correct. That is correct. Um, I, I wrote a, my first book uh, last year, a, a nonfiction book called uh, Tainted DNA, Pursuing uh, Your True Spiritual Design. And I'm uh, finishing up. Uh, in fact, it should be out in about a month. Um, writing a, a fiction, uh, like I, I refer to it as a religious techno thriller, and it's called Ascension, the Rise of Tyre. So I'm, I'm excited about getting that out. I saw that second title there. And could you just give us a brief explanation? What is a thriller fiction book or a techno book like that? What does that mean? Well, uh, obviously, people understand the first part about religious. uh, So Mm -hmm. it's got religious elements to it. Uh, A techno thriller is the way I I term the rest of it. And, of course, a thriller is, uh, you know, uh, one of the genre, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just like you would uh, talk about romance or mystery, etc., and thrillers are kind of known as uh, uh, the book that you can't put down, uh, typically, if you write a good one. Uh, those are books like uh, The Born Identity and things like that. If you remember those books by Robert Ludlum or uh, Michael Crichton with Jurassic Park. Uh, and techno means, of course, that it's kind of up to date uh, in terms of uh, what's going on in our world with artificial intelligence and uh, the changes in uh, uh, medical care and things like that. So it okay. has a bit of elements along those lines. Yeah. And so you released this book in 2019, right before the coronavirus. Well, I released, I released the, the, the first book, that, yeah, The Tainted DNA, which was the, uh, the uh, nonfiction book. Okay. Um, this, this book will, like I said, is coming out. Ascension will be released here in December. Okay, great. And we should have you back on the show to talk about that book as well. Yeah. Well, Ascension is one I, I, you know, I I think we ought to probably, we ought to probably go ahead and uh, talk about that one more Mm -hmm. than, you know, both of them, um, by the way, Dallas are, are, and if anybody wants to, to know more about me, et cetera, I would suggest that they uh, go to my author uh, website page. If I could put in that quick plug, it's uh, Mm -hmm. www 
michaelvgordon.com. And uh, there you can find out about me, what I write, uh, books, uh, uh, connections to where to buy books and all of that. So Mm -hmm. Great. Guys, that's also in the description as well. You can click on that link and you can visit his website. I did see something very unique about your website that I really liked. It said authority, right? Author, authority, but with author capitalized. Can you give me a little bit of explanation on that? Well, the authority news, uh, what I want, you know, one thing that uh, all of us authors typically do is we do have our own website, but in turn, how do you drive, uh, you know, uh, traffic to your website? Uh, One way to do that is to be able to offer a few things for people to keep checking back in. So I also write a uh, newsletter. I've started a newsletter called Authority News with the author part, as you were -hmm. were, uh, talking about, to capitalize. And in that, I try to uh, give other uh, people who are interested in writing books uh, tips, ideas, uh, things along those lines. But I also try to have some fun with it and put a few fun facts in there, too, for people who aren't so uh, interested in just just the writing aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, Michael. Great plug. So, guys, check that out. The link below. Visit that website and subscribe to his newsletter as well. And right now I'm also running a little uh, uh, contest, uh, you know, for a freebie uh, where you can, uh, by signing up for the newsletter, uh, get a chance to wear uh, or win a uh, a pair of uh, uh, earbuds. Um, So I try to do things like that too, like I said, Mm -hmm. to keep keep things interesting. Sounds great. Again, Michael, well, thank you for being a part of the show today. And if we can have you share a little bit about your testimony with us. Sure, sure. I would like to say there was some, you know, sentinel uh, moment in my life, but I really think Dallas, I'm, I'm, I'm more typical of many Christians, uh, meaning there, you know, like I said, there's not one event in my life that I can really point to. What I would say though is that I've been on a journey, uh, since, uh, you know, since I was a little kid, uh, I was a, but throughout most of my life, I was a, what I would term a casual Christian like a lot of us are. And so, uh, you know, you're not maybe totally 100% all in. You're maybe a totally 100% believer, but you're not what I would call a disciple. Um, And so it's kind of evolved, and I I feel like now, uh, you know, through through God's help, et cetera, uh, I've realized that uh, when he talked about uh, the word obey as an example, that is one of those uh, things that uh, many young people, <laughs> including myself, uh, mm. have some problems and issues with. And uh, I, in turn, uh, now fully understand uh, what God meant when he asked us to to not only uh, follow him, et cetera, but also to obey his uh, commandments and his statutes. I've often um, said, and I had a quote in my tainted uh, DNA book that, uh, you know, most people are, are willing to, to work for God as, as long as they are his advisors. And uh, I think that was a lot of uh, my problem, too. You know, I, I felt like, uh, like, uh, like I said, in my, my younger days that uh, I was the one who uh, uh, should be giving, you know, God some advice about what was going on down here of course, uh, through uh, increasing uh, knowledge and reading, et cetera, uh, realized that uh, that's not uh, not the way it works. So, 
yeah. that's kind of my my brief thing. So, like I said, I think I've I've gone from being a, a casual Christian now to a, a full follower of Christ, and and uh, I'm very pleased and happy for that. And you mentioned, yeah, that that there's a separation between being a 100% believer and 100% disciple, and unfortunately, I think you're right about that. But that's something we should change as a as a people of God. <laughs> We should lower that statistic and be more like Christ, be disciples, be able to be open to obey. And I think you make a good point, Michael. Yeah. And I, and I agree with what you're saying as well, Dallas, you know, that, uh, but like I said, uh, I, I don't like to, to throw gasoline on, on anybody, uh, you know, uh, to, to, and by that, I mean, we all walk at a little bit different pace. And, um, you know, some of us and just in life period, uh, mature at different levels. Well, I think our walk with uh, Christ is the same way. Uh, some of us matured in some ways, I guess, uh, uh, like I said, I was already maybe 90% there, but I just didn't want to give up some of that uh, 10%. Uh, yeah. You know, I was a successful businessman, um, you know, uh, chased a lot of dollars, <laughs> things along those lines. And uh, all I found is after you climb the mountain and you look over on the other side, you just see more of the same. And if you keep thinking that all of these things are what's going to make you happy, um, I don't think uh, uh, you'll find that, that that's uh, incomplete and you'll feel empty. It's only God that can fill up that uh, void. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with us too, because I think that's something we can relate with as well as the worldly side of success. What does it mean to be successful? Oh, I have to have these numbers in my bank account. I have to have my own business. I have to blah, 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 blah. And we climb the ladder, like you said, and we look around and it's the wrong wall. We're leaning up against the wrong wall. And we spend all that time focusing, working, striving to get this that doesn't satisfy at the end of the day. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Growing up in different eras, Charlita and Reed had no idea their paths would ever cross until one Sunday afternoon. After learning of Reed's continuous battle with cancer, the friendship between the two deepened, causing an effect to both natural and spiritual realm. After what they've experienced together, will love be the answer in keeping Reed alive? Purchase your copy of No Greater Love by Charlita Houston on Amazon today. This year's best conference for men to boost confidence, get inspired, and do great things. Men have so many responsibilities and stresses that they often feel weighed down by the world. The Manhole Virtual Men's Conference, November 21st, is part of a powerful movement to lift men, inspire in Christ, and encourage to be all fully armored and ready for battle. Get your $16 tickets today at virtualmensconference.net. Absolutely. And um, like I said, um, I guess I'm, I'm just in some ways a, a slow learner when it came to that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but fortunately, uh, God has uh, continued to work for me. And you know, I, I thank him uh, all the time for having an interest in me and, and having kept turning around and, and pulling me pulling me along. You know, um, he, he just never gave up. I'll put it that way. Well, praise God that he did keep working on you and that you're here today 
uh, where you are today in your faith, not exactly on the show, but, you know, in your walk with with the Lord. And so one more question with that before we move on. What would be your advice to someone to just wake up? What would you say to that person if you were maybe speaking to someone who is on the same path that you were years ago? Well, you know, as someone, again, I, I, I think I have uh, two gifts. One is, is helping to explain Scripture, uh, and the other one is obviously to, to write. I think those are the gifts, and God has asked me to use those. So I, I preface and point that out first, because what I would say is, uh, if you're really going to to save, I believe, save people, you have to say, you, there's two books that you absolutely have to understand. You have to understand Genesis, and you have to understand Revelation. Uh, obviously, everything in between is all pointing towards Christ, uh, in Old Testament and New Testament. But, you know, as, as you know, I think you know, uh, most of the uh, faiths and most of the churches, et cetera, they typically don't really want to talk about that book of Revelation. Hmm. And yet it's that book of Revelation that creates the urgency. And it's now an urgency, and back to me being a disciple, it's now an urgency for me to be able to try to reach other people and realize them that the clock truly is ticking. And uh, that uh, unless we can reach those people, um, they're about to go through a terrible, terrible tribulation that we wouldn't want anyone that we care for to go through. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, I, I believe that we need to talk candidly about uh, the book of Revelation, and we need to talk about what it is that's coming and what people can do to avoid it, because we certainly don't want people left, and we certainly don't want them then standing there at the end of the white throne judgment. So uh, there is, a, in my mind, a, a lot of urgency on my part now to try to reach people. So that's how I try to do it. I like that you connected the word urgency with that. That's the biggest thing that God has spoken to me through 2020 was the urgency of the gospel. As a missionary here in Brazil, I was preaching in churches and those types of things, but the urgency wasn't there, you know, until God spoke to me. And really, I really learned from 1 John is where I got it, is that we needed Christ even before we made our first sin because we were born into sin. And that's the urgency is that even before that first mistake you made and you think you're so bad, even before that, you still needed a savior. And no one's clean. No one's good enough. We all need Christ. And that put the urgency on there for me as well. And so I really like that you use that word urgency. Yes. Yes. And, and, and I think the other word is passion. I think you've mm-hmm. got that as well. And I think that is the other, the other thing that needs to come through, hopefully comes through in my voice is that, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to lose out. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not a believer, if you're not if you're not walking with Christ, if you're not a disciple, please uh, uh, start investigating this for yourself and find someone at a good church home that can help guide you, because uh, all of eternity is in the balance uh, for your spirit. Yep. All right, great. And so, Michael, I do want to go into the book a little bit more. What inspired the title for this book? Uh, the the book. Uh, uh, well, unlike my first book, you know, like I said, Tainted DNA, which was nonfiction, it was designed to inspire seekers and, and believers, you know, to, to pursue Christ. 
Uh, Ascension, this, the rise of Tyre, is, is a fiction story, but I would refer to it as really kind of a, a faction story. What a lot of people understand is to write really good, uh, uh, particularly thriller uh, fiction, you have to do a lot of research. So what this book is about is really about the um, one modern man's desire um, to, to rule the world and uh, the roadmap uh, that he uses to get there. Uh, if I could, I'll, I'll kind of read my blurb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> That's please the little do that. part that people, people associate on the back of the book. Uh, his quest for power, fame, and wealth are no different than a long list of people who have already failed throughout history. However, no one has possessed the intellect, ingenuity, and support structure that he has obtained. Nothing seems impossible for him to achieve. As the world is faced with unparalleled problems and challenges, everyone is looking for a hero. Tyre Ahab, that's the protagonist, intends to be a new kind of hero. So, uh, you know, the, the idea there is that this, this is the, this is the guy that's got all the answers. This is the guy that everyone appeals to. Uh, and again, and it's my, this book, for example, does have references to COVID in it. It does have a lot of, uh, aspects, uh, discussing about artificial intelligence and the impact that that's going to have not only in the present world, but also the future world. Um, it's got a lot in there about uh, world economics and how, um, if you will, uh, 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 these economic cartels come into being and what their purposes are. So, you know, if if a person likes a book with a lot of uh, twists and turns and hopefully that it's ed- educational engaging, I, I think they would like the book. Yeah. And definitely you said the techno thriller and talking about those those problems that we're facing today, I mean, it sounds very, very interesting with that twist that you're talking about. It is, because like I said, we are facing a lot of things, and, I, and in particularly Christians, I think they can probably read between the lines better than a lot of other people, because uh, you know, scales have been dropped from, from, the, from their eyes. But uh, uh, there's a lot of things that are going on, and as you know, as, as Paul said, you know, we we battle against uh, uh powers that we cannot see uh, always. And uh, I think that, uh, like I said, if uh, uh, a believer is really going to like this book, I'll, I'll leave it at that without, you know, giving away the story. <laughs> yeah. And so you said believers here, but this is also for people who are not believers yet. Do you think this could help them to, to want to pursue Christianity or a relationship with God? Absolutely, absolutely. Because this is a this is a part of a series. Um, you know, you can't put everything down in one book like this. I plan on writing uh, at least uh, two more, if not three. I haven't decided yet how I'll break up possibly the last book. But um, the books, uh, like I said, will help people realize that again, if they're looking to the world to uh, resolve these issues and problems, they're looking in the wrong place. And so hopefully uh, through um, this medium, because that was, that was what I hoped to do. I hoped to reach another uh, audience that, that maybe would not read the uh, nonfiction, you know, uh, uh, 
explanations based on scripture, but to try to reach another part of the audience that maybe needed a little entertainment, but then could, could have an aha moment <laughs> every time they maybe flip the page with uh, with something else that became a part of part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And you said that a series. So is the Tainted DNA the first book, and then this is the second book, or are they unrelated? And you're starting the series with this unrelated. One? Like I said, Tainted DNA. Okay. Tainted DNA is is totally nonfiction. It's really okay. more uh, of of helping helping the seeker, or helping the more immature Christian, or even helping a mature Christian with certain answers about uh, uh, what happened. What happened in the Garden of Eden. Uh, what is all this about science, et cetera? And, and, and I have a science background. I have a degree in healthcare administration and a degree in respiratory therapy. So I've got, got a science background as well as an, as an arts background. And, and uh, I try to use the science aspect, particularly in that first book, uh, Tainted DNA, uh, to try to help people understand. And so the series begins with the, with the book Ascension. Correct. This will be the first book in in that series. In the series, I'm calling it the uh, the kingdoms of the cults. So that's kind of that's the series uh, that it's a part of. Mm-hmm. And you said the last word is cults, like C U L T S. C U L T S. Right. Kingdoms okay. of the cults. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that word kind of has a negative connotation on it sometimes. Cult, but I found out through Brazil. The word service, like church service, is translated into cult. So they say, is it? come to the cult. And I'm like, what? That's so crazy. Why <laughs> Isn't would you do that, that interesting? Isn't it, right? So it's that like we took it and made it a negative thing. It's very interesting. Yes, and as you know, as we do with a lot of words, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, 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 and that's just it. They're very different, as, as you're pointing out, um, that they're very different in, in depending on what language or what culture one is in. Yeah. All right. Moving forward here, what's the biggest part of the book that would be an influence or benefit the readers and our listeners today? Well, I, I don't know if there, like I said, I could point to one thing, but I, I will say this, uh, because I've been saying it for years, um, the artificial intelligence aspects of things are really what is, changing our world rapidly and dynamically um that what we've seen with covid for example a lot of people have lost their jobs i'm sorry but a lot of those jobs are not going to come back Uh, they're being replaced rapidly people are as you as you know uh buying things from Amazon, buying things online, et cetera. We're not going to the bricks and mortar stores anymore. There were a lot of people who worked in bricks and mortar stores, whether they were cashiers or they were working in warehouses, et cetera. Uh, those jobs are disappearing. And uh, so I, I'd say one of the things that I, I would hope is that people would see that while artificial intelligence gives us, uh, like, like our computers, gives us uh, some positives it's it's the proverbial it also gives us negatives and we have to watch those negatives and particularly as christians we should be watching i recently saw that in china they have this advanced intelligence that's on the streets cap- capturing your face your image everywhere you go you go to the supermarket you go to the gym you go to the school you go to 
a church, for example, all of it is capturing your face and it builds a background of you similar to your background on social media. And they're using that to give credit to people. Like you buy a car and they check this information. It's so crazy. And it's, it's very scary to me. Well, and I write about I write about that in a sense in in the book. I, I think in the future we're going to have a social credit score system mm-hmm. uh, where if you uh, you don't act a certain way, talk a certain way, uh, do things a certain way, and particularly in in, in some societies, um, you're going to have issues and. Uh, that in turn, like I said, is very scary. You know, I'm 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 a little worried about uh, actually the contact tracing and things like that, which sound very positive. You know, and like I said, my healthcare background too, they sound positive, but at the same time, they can be used for nefarious purposes as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like uh, for example, somebody being able to get on an airplane uh, or to be able to open a bank account. There may be issues like that in the future that come down to a person, um, you know, if they haven't played the game right, according to the people on the other side, um, you know, they may be rejected. And, you know, and frankly, we're seeing that with social media right now. We're seeing people getting deplatformed, um, you know, and at least, as you know, here in the United States, uh, First Amendment is freedom of speech. And, uh, and you know, and one of the, one of the books I'll they, you know, that it hit me early on in my life was Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, which is about book burning, et cetera. And uh, if we allow people to 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 take away those rights and take away what we can write and what we can say, and albeit I know that some of those things are particularly disgusting uh, to to certain people, including Christians. But at the same time, I think we need to let God be that judge and not us. Yeah. And I do want to touch one more time on the future aspect with advanced intelligence. Um, talking about churches and, you know, in times you read Revelation, you know what it's talking about here, that brother will turn against mother and, you know, father against son type of thing like this. And I can't help but think about how this tracking system, like in China, where if you go to a church and then that's illegal, right? They, they're tracking you. Oh, well, you go to church. And then they say, you can't have this because you go to church and your brother and your cousin can't either unless they deny Christ or you or, you know, that's crazy stuff that my mind just wanders on. Well, and, and, and rightfully so. But let's go back and let's remember in Matthew, Matthew 10, 34, and I, I don't always know exactly, so I'd ask people to check me on that, but you know, I, I, I remember you know, Jesus saying, you know, do not do not suppose that he comes to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. And a lot of people forget that. And remember, and that's at that time. That's not the revelation. Yeah. He, he, so what I would say to people is you have to understand something. Jesus Christ is the most divisive person who has ever set foot on planet Earth. And why I say he's divisive is because he set the line, and you will either step on this side of the line or you will stay on that side of the line. He made that clear because he went on and he told you, you know, that, that, that a man is going to turn against his father, a daughter against his mother, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law, so on and so forth. Yeah. And a lot of people, as we say, we, we want to we just encapsulate uh, God and, and, and Christ in, in, in love and peace and so forth. 
that's fine. But you have to understand his true message. He was trying to get us ready then, and he really keeps pushing and trying to get us ready now. Mm-hmm. He's, hold, he's held back evil. He's restrained evil. It's been restrained, you know, since, since the beginning of time. But he's about to release that. He's about to take his hand off the door and let the door swing wide open. And when that happens, we're going to see things that uh, many will see it. I believe in the rapture, so I don't believe that that, uh, we Christians will see it. But I think some of those that we still care for and love are going to go through some very, very bad times. Yeah, and I think what you said there is really, really good. He's holding back evil. I think that's a great thing to say because we can have that one perspective that says, how could there be a God if he lets all this happen? How can he be a good God if he lets these evil things happen and doesn't stop it and all these things? But he's holding back evil. He really is. You're right. Because it could be way worse, way, way, way worse. And it's going to be. We read Revelation like you're talking about. That's right. And, you know, he's, that tribulation, like I said, is coming. It's coming. You know, I don't know whether it will come. I'm not trying to predict. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. he said no one should even try to do that. But I think we can all feel it. Even if it's, even if it's a hundred years, it's still, it's still closer. And in a hundred years, our, our, our great grandkids will still be alive. You know, those of us that are married and have children, et cetera. And do, do we not care for them? Of course we do. So we, we want to send this message all the way down through uh, through the future generations that uh, they need to be watchful. They need to keep their eyes open because, you know, the what was it in Second uh, uh, Peter? You know, I, uh, again, I can't, can't remember uh, exact uh, uh, verse, but you know, I remember you know the, the Lord's going to come like a like a like a thief in the night, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, you're you're going to you know. So as I said, it's just going to be like the days of Noah. People are going to be getting married. They're going to have festive activities. They're going to be going to ball games, all of these things. And then suddenly some of us aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when we're not there anymore, because we're the light. We're the light that's been brought into the world. And once that light is gone, uh, it's going to be a very dark place. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was talking with my wife last night, actually, on the drive home, that my great-grandma, she grew up in the 50s or something like this, and how much different the world looked. Uh, Even with evil, for example, of what we allow on television, music, those types of things. And now it's 2020 and how crazy everything is. Like, imagine us in 50 years from now, how crazy, how much worse it's going to get. I mean, it can't get better, you know? I mean, I don't know, it's just... Very interesting. Well, God is clear. God is clear. You're going to spend eternity in one of two places. You're either going to spend eternity in heaven, which is described as a paradise, or you're going to spend eternity in hell. And you have to decide which of those you would rather be in. And I think everyone would would answer, of course, Mm -hmm. heaven. But you have to understand there's a path. Great. Well, Michael, thank you for being on the podcast today. And I do want to ask one more question. Moving into 2021, do you have any future plans? You said that you were going to look at that other book and the other series here, but do you have any other thing on the agenda? 
Well, I, I, like I said, I, I'm going to continue to to write. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is this is something that uh, God asked me to do. I think you know He wants me to try to help people keep their antenna up, um, to, to so that they are not deceived. Because um, I think we all know who the master of deception and lies is, and I'm trying to do that in a variety of ways. But I may also write a, a somewhat fun book too. I'm, 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 I've reached 60 years of age, and I'm, I'm uh, also going to probably write a book uh, with these changes that are going on, uh, maybe to help uh, people uh, transition into some other types of uh, uh, career paths so that uh, they realize that there always is hope and there always is another way to, to do things. Mm-hmm. And again, I think you're doing that in a very interesting way that captures the readers and keeps them turning the pages and yeah, it, it sounds like a great thing. Well, thank you, Dallas, and mm-hmm. thank you very much for, for having me on today. Absolutely. And Michael, if I can have you in the podcast with a prayer, that would be really great. Sure, sure. Uh, our Heavenly Father, uh, we pray to you, and we ask for, for your guidance and your help in all that we do. We understand that these times that we are facing uh, with the, with the, the, the diseases and with the challenges of work and incomes and things like that are, are great stress upon people. And we pray, our Lord, that you will help us uh, continue to realize that uh, if we lean on you, then you in turn will, will provide for us and you will never forsake us. And we thank you, Lord, for this in the name of our Lord, uh, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.